Whiskey bikini. 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 Mojo in the corridors of blood. Episode three. Horror Hospital. Welcome back to the strange tale of Mojo in the Corridors of Blood, as we continue to follow the adventures of our Chimpuro and his sidekick, Jones. Now, uh, where were we? Forgive me, dear listener, my dear, dear listener. This embalming fluid which I am drinking seems to have addled my brain somewhat. Um, ah, yes, yes. When we last saw our friends, they were on their way to the hospital to visit a, a friend who it would appear that Mojo may have caused an injury to, following a bout of mischief. All the while, the sinister Valdemar and his evil chimp assistant lurk in the shadows. What was... what was his name? Sojo! (laughs) Dr. Price? Dr. Price? Please come to emergency! We are in the crowded hospital reception area, a seated area for people waiting to be seen. A reception desk, a couple of lifts, and corridors leading off to other parts of the hospital. Watching over the waiting people is a receptionist. Sitting behind the desk, an elderly woman of below average height with a fierce expression. Various staff and security guards are loitering, including Beaumont, the head of security. (laughs) The doors open and Jones enters pushing a wheelchair. In the chair, wrapped in a shawl and a floppy flurry hat, is what appears to be a little old lady with suspiciously hairy hands. It is, in fact, Mojo. Jones wheels Mojo towards the reception desk, doing his best to keep away from Beaumont's gaze. They reach the reception desk, Mojo looking agitated in the chair. Hello, afternoon. Uh, please, can you tell me what room Frank Rainey is in? Friend or family? Well, technically friend, but you know, Frank's like a brother to me, so put me under family. The receptionist tries to peer over the counter to look at Mojo in the wheelchair. Who's that in the wheelchair? That's, um, that's, uh, that's Frank's mother, uh, Francesca. That's funny. The patient was just telling the nurses that his parents were dead. Ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ah, yeah, you must have misheard me. I said, to be frank, this is my mother. Mm, I seem to recognize you from somewhere. Ah, I get that a lot. Huh? I used to play in Doctor on TV a few years back. Aren't you the guy with the monkey? The big pinions of the last week. <laughs> oh, no. You got the wrong guy, lady. I hate monkeys. Horrible, filthy wee bastards, eh? <laughs> Jones swipes at Mojo's head. Shut him up. In revenge, Mojo tries to bite his hand. <laughs> he stops when he sees the receptionist staring at him, and he grins at her. She shakes his head and sits back down. Visiting hours are almost over. Mr. Ronnie is in room 69 up the corridor to your left. Magic. Thanks, ma'am. You've been a great help. Jones pushes Mojo through the reception area. As he does, a guy stands up from one of the chairs. He's wearing a long trench coat and is holding his hands over a huge, unnatural bulge in his crotch. He looks to be around hmm, the same age as Jones, and there's a cagey air to his movements. His name is Mark Lore. Oh, yeah, Jones. Oh, if you get us, my friend, uh, have you got a smoke for an old pal? 
Hey, Mortlor man, how you doing man? Long time no see. Joan spots the huge crotch bulge and laughs. <laughs> Mortlor sighs. He spots Mojo and gives him a nod, seeming to take the old lady costume as normal behaviour. Well, Mortlor old pal, what, what the hell happened to you? Oh, look, keep this between us, right? Ich möchte nicht depressed. I'm getting involved. Aye, naturally. Mortlor gestures to Jones, and they huddle together in a corner. Mortal looks around furtively and begins his strange tale. Uh, so there I was the other day, um, doing some research on, on this internet. Uh, <laughs> you got me, I was at home surfing for porn and pleasuring myself. As is my god forgiveness recht! <laughs> That's a surprise, you degenerate. Mortlor glares at him. Hey, don't worry, man. Only joking. Uh, isn't any judgment here, right, Mojo? <laughs> I've been so moody, uh, so moody from these uh, the same old sides, the same old Fräulein, and the men are in the same positions, and then have I found something which changed my life forever. What was it? A cure for erectile dysfunction? Free booze? I, my friend, better than that. Ma, feel, feel better. It was a website detailing the practice und floor for Splosh. Uh, okay, uh, what the hell is Splosh? Splosh, my friend, Splosh is uh, a mystical art of enhancing the physical love durch uh, das Essen. Dare I ask? You may wear there by using food as a lubricant or uh, for mine, a pleasure enhancer. A dedicated splosher can improve uh, the sexual performance immeasurably. Uh, you mean like chocolate, whipped cream, bikinis, that, that sort of thing? Nein, food as amateur, but the true splosher looks for the field, frucht, custard, trifle, beans. Oh, fancy. So there I was, educated and prepared, ready to take my first step. I had the knowledge, I had the raw materials, all I needed was a partner. And that would be Rachel, eh? Yeah. I did for a while consider hiring an experienced yet economically prized whore. But in the end I decided that who better to splash with than the, the frolling as ich liebe. Picture the scene, oh, red silk dressing gowns, a roaring log fire champagne, everything was perfect until I showed the beans, custard and melon. Sadly, she did not react as I hoped. How badly? Ah, ah, it's a spiteful girl clobbing me with the beans and when I awoke I found you'd hit me where it hurt most, my shlong. He opens the coat to reveal a large melon jammed onto his crotch. <laughs> oh, it's stuck fast. Some kind of godforsaken glue. I suppose it's meant to be symbolic. Have you tried cutting it off? Ah, oh, put a mess out of my schlock. Are you mad? Do dumb cop. I would rather have the mockery of these doctors than put my manhood in my own incompetent hands. So to speak, eh? Yeah, that's stimmt immer. Anyway, gentlemen, I, I think I hear the bell tolling. I'll, I'll see you later. Martlor walks off towards the reception desk. Jones and Mojo continue on their way. Just as they get to the corridor entrance, Beaumont steps into their path. 
He's in his late forties, big, tall, mean, wearing the petty uniform of a hospital guard, as if he were marine. Where the hell do you think you're going, fool? Uh, we're just visiting Frank Rainey in room 69, sir. Didn't I tell you to keep out of here last week after that shit with the bedpan? Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Perhaps you, you maybe got me confused with someone else? Beaumont prods him with a big finger. Jones backs off and Mojo looks afraid. It's you all right, you piece of half-baked shit. I recognize the slouch posture, the glazed eyes and the stale stench of smoke. Where's that damn ape of yours? Uh, okay, look, sir, I suggest you just let us pass. We're here on official business. Not just yet. Where's that monkey of yours, boy? Who you got in that wheelchair? Beaumont bends down and peers at Mojo, who grins. Remarkably, he doesn't seem to register the fact that it's a chimp in the chair. That's your mother, boy? Uh, I? She's sure one ugly bitch. <laughs> well, I'll let you pass this time, but if I see that ape of yours again, his chilled monkey brains on special in the canteen, you catch my fucking meaning? Uh, I, okay, sir, okay. That's enough strange shit happening around this place without you and your sack of crap monkey wandering around. Now get the hell out of here before my foot gets acquainted with your ass! Jones wheels Mojo up the corridor. Beaumont remains in his place, looking around and nodding to himself, well pleased with how he handled the situation. But now, let's return to the monstrous Valdemar and his laboratory. Lotte, a fat prostitute with short hair and wearing cheap floral clothing, is bent over the lab table, her skirt hiked up, her heavily made-up face is bored as she goes through the motions of passion. Valdemar is thrusting into her from behind, a look of triumph and ecstasy in his face. But in the corner, Sojo lurks, watching and snickering. That's right! That's right! I'm the sex machine! Ooh! Ooh! My lord! My master! I'm the sex master! I'm the sex lord! I'm... Valdemar finishes his business, sweating, laughing to himself, slapping his thigh, well happy with his performance, pulling up his trousers. Lotte pulls her skirt down. Right, mon amour, that would be one hundred pounds. That's preposterous! After I've given you such pleasure, you should be paying me! Lotte takes a step towards him. She's an imposing figure, towering above the good doctor. One hundred pounds now. Or maybe, or maybe, we're trying Monsieur Doctor. But it was only five minutes. Surely you'll give me a discount? Shall I call Bobby Yard? See what he has to say. Valdemar backs off, his hands held up in implicatory fashion. He stops when the table is between the two of them. Feeling safer, he stands tall. Ah, why don't we see what my friend has to say? Sojo, would you come here, please? Sojo stays in the corner, chortling to himself like that little evil chimp bastard that he is. Lotte is not amused, and Valdemar starts to sweat. Sojo! Sojo! Lotte steps forward and slams her fist on the table, making Valdemar jump. He fumbles under the table and produces his petty cash tin. His head slumped. He pulls out a dirty wad of bills and hands them to Lotte, who snatches them out of his hands. Next time, it will be double, you pathetic little man. 
She storms off, yanking open the secret door and disappearing inside the tunnel. Valdemar watches her leave admiringly, then turns to look for his lurking hench chimp. Sojo, where are you, unspeakable little traitor? Sojo slides out from his hiding place and clambers up onto the seat. He grins at the doctor. Why didn't you back me up when I called? That great sow just took most of our petty cash. What happens if we want to call for pizza? Sojo shrugs apologetically. Valdemar looks at him suspiciously. Where were you hiding? Were you watching me? <coughs> Valdemar seems quite pleased by Sojo's approval, running a hand through his hair, and he looks proud. Yes, well, it was quite a performance, if I do say so myself. Did you see the way she looked as she left? The way she shook? No woman can experience the loving I give without feeling the very heaven shake and shudder. He claps Sojo on the shoulder, winking at him. He gets his game face back on. Alright, and so the end of my delightfully sordid encounter brings us back to our most perplexing of problems, namely the lack of an assassin. There is barely enough time to perform the operation and... I fear we will not find a chimp at this hour. He begins to pace the lab, oblivious to the fact that Sojo is cackling behind his back. Birds? No, the brain pan is too small. Um, dogs? Perhaps a, a canine assassin? Ludicrous! Whoever heard of such a thing? Think out of the box, Valdemar! Out of the goddamn box! Sojo screeches and holds up his Daringer pistol. He looks excited and determined. <laughs> Yes, old friend, it, it looks like we may have to ask you to return to the game, but our master is cruel, and I shudder to think what our fates would be should incompetence prevail. Sojo points his pistol towards the zombies and screeches. <laughs> the ghouls? You can lead them? The idea strikes him, and he sits down, considering it. Yes, yes, I can picture it. A busy press conference. A pack of zombies. One chimp controlling the chaos from the shadows. It's a brilliant scheme, worthy of my own brilliant mind. Suddenly, Sojo freezes, every muscle straining as he looks around. He mutters to himself, sniffing the air and spinning his pistol. <laughs> what is it, my friend? Do you sense something? Quick as a flash. Sojo leaps off the chair and scurries to the ventilation ducts, his pistol held high, chattering to himself. <laughs> fly, Sojo, fly! We are now in a standard hospital room, with a bed, a cupboard, and a TV. The deck are somewhat cheered by a poster of a dog with a hat on. There's a wheelchair in one corner, and crutches by the bed, and a bedpan is visible on the floor, empty, thankfully. On the bed lies Frank Rainey, and around the same age as Jones this man is, with bandages on his head and casts on both his legs. Into the room come Jones and Mojo. Hey, Frank, old buddy, how you doing, man? Frank tries to sit up in the bed, looking weak. Jones, is that you, man? Hey, none other. Come to cheer you up, you poor miserable bastard. Who's that you got there with you? Is that your mother? Nah, just some bag lady I picked up for cheap sex. I'm a little closer. I can see her properly. Jones wheels Mojo closer to the bed. Mojo looks a little apprehensive. 
Oh man, those are some big casts you got in your legs there, buddy. When are they coming off? Oh, not for a while, I'm afraid. Since I broke just about every bone in my legs. Not that it matters too much, since without my wind, I'll probably lose my job. Jones wheels Mojo to the bed. Frank leans forward. Well, you know, at least you got a wheelchair. It's a better one than this. It looks like one of those fancy motorized racing chairs that those basketball players have. Yeah, 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 not bad, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Suddenly, Frank grabs a crutch and lashes out at Mojo. Mojo dodges the blow and shrieks with surprise, but Frank keeps on swinging. I'll give you my coat, Jay Fox, you hairy little thing. Jones jumps in the way, trying to intervene in the brawl. Grace, come on, calm down the two. You're supposed to be buddies. Look what this ape done to me. One little cute game of Tim move and he turned me into a goddamn gym and wrecked my van. My pride and joy. It was an accident. Mojo, sorry, aren't you, pal? Mojo grins at Frank. This doesn't work. And Frank takes another swing at the chimp. Oh, come on, come on. He was operating on at least one kind of psychoactive drug. And you let him get behind the wheel? You know how excited he gets when he watches that film. I let him. The little bastard took the handbrake off and jumped on the roof. You can't even expect a chimp to understand the laws of gravity. Not good enough, no, not. This enrages Mojo and the carnage starts anew. In the background, outside the door, Beaumont walks past, a scowl on his face. Quick, Mojo, hide! Mojo scurries under the bed before Beaumont can spot him. Glaring suspiciously, the security guard continues on his rounds. Mojo crawls back out of his hiding place. The fight is over for now. Jones closes the door. Jesus, man, I thought we were screwed. Beaumont, don't worry about him. He won't come in here after last week. It's kind of hard to look another man in the eye when you've been grinded in his face. <laughs> Mojo raises his paw to Frank in a placatory fashion. Now look, come on, Frank. He really is sorry. Forgive him, please? Frank leans down and he shakes Mojo's paw. Shit, all right. Fuck it. Time of work, right? Hi, <laughs> that's the spirit, man. Jones pulls out the tin of biscuits and hands them to Frank. Look, he even baked these for you with his own honest paws. Frank opens the tin and looks inside. He looks very pleased. Space biscuits, my favorite. But what's this? Sojo is crawling through the ventilation ducts of the hospital, which are dark, dirty, and dank. Following his instinct, he soon gets to the grill which overlooks Frank's room. Frowning, the devil chimp scans the scene below. Jones is handing out the biscuits. Hey, not just any space biscuits, my friend. These are Mojo's home-style special recipe biscuits. 50% less fat, 50% more weed. Sojo looks on as the friends tuck into the drug-laced treats. He peers closer, focusing his gaze on the strange old woman in the wheelchair. Suddenly, Mojo's paw darts out and grabs a biscuit. Sojo gasps and puts his paws up to the grill, hissing in anger. <laughs> Back in the room, the three are starting to feel the effects of the space biscuits, and Mojo jumps from the wheelchair and starts a wild dance, all in quite oblivious to the evil glint of Sojo's eyes from the ventilation grill. Mojo loses his balance and sprawls on the floor. 
He looks up to the grill and spots Sojo. He starts to howl, jumping up and down. <laughs> Ignored by Jones and Frank, he jumps onto the bed and starts thrashing around, shrieking to high heaven and pointing at the duck. Sojo skulks away into the shadows. Frank laughs. He's gone back wild. There must be some speaking this business. <laughs> He's the king of the swingers, man. What can you say? I smell ice cream. The two of them start whooping it up alongside Mojo, shouting and laughing. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> they totally misinterpret the poor chimp's efforts to warn them. Suddenly, the door to the room flies open, revealing nurses Bobby and Sherry. They're mightily pissed off. Holy Mary, Mother of God! What the hell is going on here? What indeed, dear listener. For while our friends enjoy their illicit though admittedly very tasty-looking biscuits, a far greater threat is lurking not far away, a far greater and far deadlier threat. What evil plans are lurking in the evil chimp brain of Sojo and the second most sadistic monkey of all time? And what schemes has the loathsome Valdemar got coming for Mojo and Jones? And how can Valdemar understand Sojo's infernal chattering? All of this and more will be revealed in the next episode of Mojo in the Corridors of Blood. Stay tuned, my friends, as if your very life depended on it. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Mojo in the Corridors of Blood. <laughs>